the core insight is referred to linguistically as the relationship between libro and libre. Because the human essence is that of a reader. Because to read accurately is to set yourself free. All we do constantly in every moment is to read. But do we understand what it means to read? We do not just read books. We read one another's faces. We read the energy field. We read the auras. We read our dreams. We are constantly reading, and reading is tracking. We name our cars as trackers, as pathfinders. And what are we trying to find? Our fortune. So we name them fortuners. <laughs> There's no accident in any of this. But what are we on the track of, and what kind of fortune are we seeking? But the universe itself is a book, if we learn how to read it. And there's an important relationship between language and sanskaras. What appear as sanskaras at a lower level are realized as language at the next level up. The ego has sanskaras, but when they have been released as irresistible tendencies, they remain as inflections of the psychic field, which are part of the language of the soul. In the same way, the archetypes are the sanskaras of the cosmos. Why are there trees? Why are there flowers? Why are there birds? Why are there planets? Why are there stars? These are archetypal forms. The cosmos is based on that, but it is a language to God. And so we have archetypal forms of the self, of the divine human being, that the ego, because of its sanskaras, has deviated from. We have lost the ability to read nature, including human nature, and therefore to speak that language. Reading and speaking, or expressing, manifesting, become very important. It is useful for a musician to read music, yes, but not essential because what you are really trying to read is not the experience of music at the sensory level, but the imperience, the language of the heart that the music is manifesting. But it is a language and it is composed of the sanskaras, of the idioms of how that expression manifests in any particular culture. And so there are different musics. And the universe itself is a kind of music, but what is music but a language? You read it. Hearing is reading. Seeing is reading. All the senses are reading reality. 
But what is the self reading except itself? So the self is the reader and what is read and the very process of reading, which is the aha. It's the ah and the ooh that becomes the mmm of the om. It's the total satisfaction of having read the mind of God and understood it as yourself. That's why in the beginning is the word. But the word is always embedded in a language. And the language of God is eternal, but the word creates a new beginning. And each of us is an expression of that sublime word. But because we have forgotten how to read, having put blinders on, and having been taught that the only thing to read is the language of the ego, and languages that are acceptable to the system, because they don't want you to have information that goes beyond that of the system. As soon as you begin to know that which is not allowed to be known, and every culture is corralled by a series of taboos on what you are not allowed to know, and therefore not allowed to read, and therefore not allowed to express, when you go beyond that, you are stigmatized, you are attacked. And when you trade in one kind of fortune for another kind that is not recognized as valuable to that culture, they think you're a fool. And a culture that worships money will not accept the fortune of wisdom, of love, of joy, of beauty, of the capacity to create new worlds. And so there are fortunes that are made on the basis of knowledge, information, wisdom, that are turned into powers of creation, transformation, of giving birth to genius that is latent within each of us. But how do we manifest that genius? It is this that must be understood because what limits our genius is a contraction of consciousness. And that contraction is known as the I-thought. And once consciousness contracts around that thought, it can no longer expand wide enough to read the mind of God, which can only be read when there is no I. It is a language that transcends the dimension that is contracted and lost by the I-thought. And once that I-thought is in place, then consciousness will be usurped by an ego structure that is based around the I-thought. And that structure will create further shells of taboo, of veils of ignorance, until one has lost entirely one's capacity to read either nature, or one's own heart, or the faces of others, or anything at all, including one's own dreams. This is ignorance. 
And so the spiritual process has always been that process of coming out of ignorance. And the primary ignorance is the identification with the I thought that makes you ignorant of your very self. And so to be able to read the libro of the self is to make yourself libre of the ego. Because the self is freedom, absolute freedom. freedom that transcends any form of manifestation and therefore is free of fear because fear is another contraction and free of desire desire for life because there is nothing in death to fear it's simply a, a liberation from another contraction that we call the body And it's that decontraction that we are witnessing while we meditate. There's nothing else that's really going on. But it's a paradoxical decontraction based upon a one-pointed focus. But it's that very focus that is the key to the letting go of the contraction around that which we are focusing upon. It is a, po a focus that is an offering of freedom to consciousness itself from its own point of reference until that point itself dissolves into the infinite. To read is to grok. What the Zen masters call a satori is simply to have a sudden grokking of the universe. And what is to grok? It is to realize the oneness between the grokker and the grokked. And to grok means to get something beyond the overt level of the language in which it is being expressed. But the mind from which that language has emerged whether it is the language of the heart or of the cosmos. Because this is what we are. And therefore we can never read anything but the self. And the self inherently is the capacity to read. And to read is to write to inscribe in the very essence of the cosmos its own destiny, which is the fruition of your own bliss, because that is what is being sought. And that bliss is expressed concretely in a language that is known as Satyuga, which is simply a field of beauty that expresses the ultimate joy of the reading of divine love in the faces of everyone and the powers of bringing joy through the manifestation of forms that are infinitely beautiful and noble and courageous 
and that have all of those ideal archetypal forms that are the very language of the divine consciousness that the ego can no longer read or even bear to recognize because of its own lack of living in that flow of divine energy that is expressed as the language of infinite love that emerges in the form of a world of pure divine love and joy in every moment. And so this world is a library within a library within a library. For what are the Akashic records except that library of the mind of God, of everything you have known and forgotten from past lives and future lives? And every new experience is simply a remembrance of some word in that language of your own unknown self that is now allowed to appear whether as a synchronicity or as a miracle. But it is simply the aha of the remembrance of that language of a truth that transcends the contracted I thought in which your consciousness had been trapped and opens you up to a truth that sets you free. And so here in Sat Yoga, we are learning to read that language that is beyond all possible languages, the language that is the source of all languages, that can only be known as pure silence, emptiness, nothing. But that is the page upon which can be written all that is miraculous. All that is most beautiful and most real emerges from that. That is the reading and the read and the reader all in one. This is the final trinity. And the Godhead, the God mind emerges as all three. Each yuga is a book of life in which we inscribe ourselves through our willingness to read aspects of the mind of God that we have not previously opened and to become characters in the story that is being told and let go of everything that does not belong in that fairy tale and allow ourselves to be fully immersed in the cosmic maya of God's own desire for the novel, for the real as expressed in that which can only be understood mythologically as an epic, as a story 
that transcends all limited narratives and presents the very image of greatness, of godliness, of ultimate power as a concrete reality that is overwhelming in its beingness. We have created this hologram because there is nothing more powerful to flow through this ocean of forms, of energies, of thoughts, of feelings, is the expression of the ultimate language of God as a story of enlightenment, of liberation, of empowerment, of that which is most divine and ultimate and real within the very illusion of a dream from which the ultimate realization is our awakening. But the awakening is the first stage. And the illumination of the dream itself is the second. And the liberation to transform the dream. And write a planetary rebirth as its new chapter. Of which we have the authority now to be its author. Let us allow the mind of Shiva to write the new age through our own being in the act of surrender to being the very pen and ink by which God writes. 